Welcome to the BWT But We're Together podcast. The goal of our podcast is to allow you to eavesdrop on our conversations as an interracial couple. I'm Wes and I'm white. (laughs) I'm Darlene and I'm black. We are educators, writers, and YouTube creators living in Southern California. We talk about travel and lifestyle, personal topics and family issues, education, current events, and trending topics. Hi, Darlene. Hi, Wes. How are you? I am doing pretty well. It's a pretty nice Sunday afternoon, wouldn't you say? It is, it is, it is. And it's summer, which is always a fun time of year. I know, a summer that's going to end like uh, in two days. (laughs) Don't don't take it there yet. But yeah, we do go back to school starts up pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Well, are you ready to dive in? Yeah, what are we diving into today? So today, I'm going to read you the news. Oh, how fun. (laughs) And then I get to hear your reactions to that, and I'll read you a little bit of the articles. Um, But we have, um, there's always news, so that's why... Always news, it never stops. This format works, and you always have a take on it, which is entertaining and Well, like I have opinions, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, if you are not aware... uh, and by you, I mean the audience, because I know you're aware. Mm-hmm. California's got some fires, and we're going to talk about the car fire, C A R R. So, this uh, headline is California's deadly car fire started by flat tire. Oh, wow. So, are you talking about the fires in Redding? Yes. That's crazy. So, okay, tell me more. So fire officials are providing new details as to what caused the car fire, explaining a minor car accident in June caused by a trailer tire's failure led its rim to scrape the asphalt and ignite sparks, which led to one of the state's largest and most destructive wildfires ever recorded. Oh, my God. So the the thing scraped the, the asphalt and then it ignited. Yeah, the, so basically the, the tire rim just drug on oh, the Oh, yeah, the that's asphalt. very, yeah, that's dangerous. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so all of these acres of land have burned because of a, like, this this incident, someone's story, personal story about their car. Yeah, I got a like flat, flat tire, tire. and I burned the state down. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be. Uh, <laughs> don't be flipping. But, I don't want to be flipping. Um. Oh, wow. So just a couple other details. Um, it's one of the biggest uh, wildfires ever recorded. 141,000 acres as mm. of Saturday. Mm. Um, 41% contained. Uh, death toll is eight people. Mm. It's so um, interesting because, like, you think things don't affect you, and then you drive through uh, Central California, and it. remember we went to the wedding yeah. last weekend. Yeah, my cousin got married up in Berkeley. Shout out to Sachi and Ed. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, and then you're driving through um, the Central Valley, and it is just, it looks horrible. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I feel like we're in the apocalypse um, for more than just, like, the politics are terrible. Yeah, the sky. <laughs> like the sky the was sky just. The sky was completely brown, it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, and you couldn't, I, I couldn't see blue at all. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And we kind of both kind of conjectured oh it's the reading fires probably yeah um and there's I, a there's actually another article that just talks about like why okay so it started mm-hmm. why did it become the biggest yeah so it's hot it's dry it's windy yeah. and just about everything the on perfect the ground is flammable 
Yeah, if you drive through the, um, California right now, it is so dried up. brown. It looks yeah. like a million scarecrows laid out on the ground. It's just so it's so yeah, dry. It's terrible. Yeah, so th- that it's fire season. Those are the perfect elements to create fire season, and that's what's going on. And I just wonder, you know, I'm like, is it going to be, you know, the fire next time? Because mm. it's the things are clearly changing. I mean, in Orange County, where we live, it was 117. Did it top out at 117? Yeah. That is absolutely the first time I believe that's ever happened. And normally yeah. it's at, Orange County is at least 10 degrees um, cooler than inland. Yeah. And it was right there. It may be a degree hotter than inland. Right. And, and that those, is unusual. And it's yeah. an indication of what's happening with the planet. And when they were saying on the news, we are, you know, getting record temperatures. It wasn't by a degree or two. It's like no. by 10 or 20 degrees yeah. Yeah. Um, all throughout Southern California. So, you know, these are temperatures like we've never seen before. Yeah, so clearly the world's coming to an end, and I just wanted to <laughs> put that out there. And thank you very episode. much for thank listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and uh, no, well, please go subscribe. <laughs> yeah, we're kidding. We're kidding. We're optimists. As long as we're, you can subscribe, the Earth will continue. How's that for so, buy-in? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we do have a positive story about the fire that we're going to close the show with. But I do. Did you hear about the fire tornadoes like yeah, that? Yeah, some kind of whirlwind. What are, what are they called? Yeah, so I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, And it's not like I have the expertise, but I can read the article. The fire is so large and hot, it's created its own weather system. And so people have residents reported seeing fire tornadoes. So rising smoke and ash that creates towering dark pyrocumulus clouds. Oh, my God. Um, And then there's also you read an article that talked about like wind speeds. Yeah, wind speeds up to like over 100 miles an hour with the fire. Yeah, which Um, is like uh, faster than the worst tornado uh, is that, you know. Yeah, so terrible, terrible conditions. Um, And our thoughts and prayers are with everybody who's experiencing that. Yeah, Um, for people who lost their lives and all that, that's really um, just a catastrophe. And I hope that you know, we can get a handle. I don't know. Someone said the other day, like, you know, we have fire season every single year, yet things burn to, you know, they it just gets out of control so quickly. Mm. And I it was interesting because I never even thought of like a natural disaster as something that you can actually control because it weather and things like that are so unpredictable. Mm, like an earthquake? Like an earthquake or like mm-hmm. a fire when winds control so much of what happens and right. you, you can't predict winds necessarily. It could be a sudden gust and then things right. just. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to um, to saving, you know, more acres as these things happen. But yeah. I hope there is something that they yeah. can come up with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do know people are working hard and working. There's a lot of teamwork and collaboration and resources um that are being focused on that but it is it is a traumatic situation right now uh speaking of traumatic situations next headline president trump bashes lebron james <laughs> mm-hmm. over a recent interview yeah what did he say i saw that come through my news feed and i ignored it because i'm like oh yeah trump trump said it again but what what, so what happened before we get into the the article like lebron james came across my news feed my friend's news feed because he opened a school Mm-hmm. Um, in Akron, Ohio, and it's a elementary school for at-risk uh, children. And in the interview, he talked about 
the impact of sports and how it's meant to bring people together. He said in the interview he felt Trump was using sports to kind of divide us. Mm. And he said um, he was being interviewed by Don uh, Lemon. He said sports has never been something that divides people. It's always been something that brings people together. Right. And then President Trump tweeted four days later after the interview aired. And he said uh, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Mm -hmm. Don Lemon. Oh, my gosh. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. (gasps) That's so mean. And they said, I like Mike. Mike? Who's Mike? Mike. It's a throwback to... um, Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That. Reactions? Thoughts? That's like, do we have presidential anymore? Is there a a profile of what a president is supposed to behave like? And does everything he, everything he does, whatever he does, is it going to be like lower the bar to the point where being a president is like being a criminal in a jail cell? Like, it just seems like. He has no decorum. And why would you lash out like that? It doesn't even matter. Like, if you're a confident man, you move on and you you yeah. handle the business of the country. Well, it's interesting that you say if, if you're confident, you move on. So as of late Friday night, um, LeBron James had not responded to the tweet because, because I think he's, he's choosing more the higher of a road. man. Yeah. Um, and then the context is he's opening a school, like to help right, kids. Right, right. But all all Trump saw was that he got his little feelings hurt. He, he a said a little a uh, negative comment yeah. about being divisive, and then he assaults, uh, he insults two people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to give it to him. That's pretty good work on insulting two people in one sentence. He's yeah. You, there you yeah, go. I it, said something positive about our president. Yeah, taking a shot at Don Lemon and. Uh, in LeBron. LeBron James all at one time. Yeah, bad bad form, bad form. Yeah, so just in case you haven't heard, um, the school is, I think it's called the I Promise School. Mm-hmm. Every kid gets a bike. Did you hear that? No. So, yeah, LeBron talks about growing, oh, I up, did. Yeah. growing up in like what he would call the hood. Um, a bike meant he could get away from dangerous situations or right. move around and, and it gave get him places, freedom and agency. Movement. And so he incorporated that into his school and every kid... Uh, that goes there gets a bike, which yeah. is maybe symbolic, but very practical too. And if they choose to go to, I think it's Akron University, they get their tuition paid. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Um, out of his school. That's yeah. amazing. And that's how you uplift an entire community from one generation moving forward. Right. So that that's amazing what he's doing. And that's the kind of work that makes America great. And that's how I'm going to leave that. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All right, Darlene, I have an article for you. And it's very, it's not timely. Like, it didn't just happen. It's its an article that came out this summer. Mm-hmm. And it's about, um, well, I'll just read you the headline here. Okay. Um, teachers are working summer jobs to make ends meet. Uh-oh, not this one. <laughs> not this one. What's happening? What? Where? Where is this? Where is this? All right, so uh, Will Dunn's summer break technically started May 18th, but he works every day. He Aww. wakes up and drives to a space he's rented in an office building in Lawrence, Kansas, oh, starting Kansas. a seven-hour shift uh, at around 5 a.m. as a transportation consultant advising on long-distance chemical hauling. And then he clocks out at noon and goes to spend time with his kids. Wow. So he's a high school math teacher, um, Uh schools out through August, but his salary won't cover his uh, four-year-old's preschool tuition 
or his eight-year-old, uh, um, eight-year-old's dental expander. So he's supplementing. So he's supplementing. So if you're a teacher and you've gone to school, you've gotten your bachelor's, your credential, you possibly have other degrees. Um, should you be able to afford sending your kid to preschool and paying for this, the the things that he wants to pay for? Is that is that being too privileged, or do you feel like th- uh, he this is something that should be part of his salary? I mean, that should be covered, or he should be able to make enough. Hmm. I I don't know. I don't know the answer to to that. I wonder what Kansas. Uh, what is their salary? I wonder. Well, I was just looking a little bit further down the article, and there's some stats on. Uh, there's 3.1 million public school teachers. Average salary 2016-2017, dollars So um, those salaries vary widely state by state. So 82,000 in New York, mm-hmm. the average. Okay. Mississippi, 43,000. Oh, come on, Mississippi. So I think Kansas, Oklahoma, those areas, uh, I've heard they've been coming up in the news with teachers kind of trying to. Yeah, but they've been protesting. I think it was, was it Arizona or Oklahoma that was really successful um, with their demands? I don't know, 60,000 average. That's actually kind of, I thought it was going to be a lot lower. Yeah. So it says uh, West Virginia, they had a successful strike they forced the governor to increase their pay by five percent when they they originally found out they were getting a two percent raise oh. um, and they also got a pause on health care price hikes good um, yeah i don't know you know what do you what do, what do we place what value do we place on teachers it just seems so low considering what teachers produce we produce people that are everything lawyers and doctors and yeah. engineers and but we get that treatment of being like this lowbrow, um, you know, profession. And I, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out, you know, that that meme or that video where it's um, it's pretending that teachers get treated like celebrity ba- baseball or basketball right. players. Yeah, it, that was so funny. And yet so sad. Yeah. Like what if we got sketch. treated like we were as important as a basketball player, as yeah. a celebrity basketball player? What a difference that would make. And in yeah. some ways, I mean, because we're in that, edu- you know, in education, I feel like we are as important. Yeah. But we can't even we have to beg for anything that we get. Yeah. And the the article does say the average teacher spends almost five hundred dollars out of pocket on expenses. That's yeah. something that's been in the news uh, recently. Right. Um, it also specifically mentions um, Uber and Lyft as places where teachers work oh, you during know the summer. They do. You know, we do. And Uber in 2015 recruited teachers in Chicago because <laughs> they a, already knew with a bonus, two hundred fifty dollar bonus. Uh, if they did a certain number of trips and uh, gave a, a one-time pic- bonus, a picture of their teaching certificate. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not that much. Uh, so Lyft says uh, the average Lyft driver makes eighteen dollars an hour, eighteen eighty-three. Um, so those are kind of flexible people. If you're looking for work, <laughs> right? <laughs> those are flexible um, places or uh, ways to to help make to ends supplement your income. Yeah, I and, hope it changes. What 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 can we do? But I don't know. You know, teachers are uh, a little bit like, kind of workhorses, and then like we have that little space in the summer when we're not working, 
And I could see a, a guy, a father going, oh, I have to keep working. I have to keep working yeah. to get my, you know, to so that my family has what they what they need or what they deserve, you know, so their yeah. opportunities are there just like they are for other people with a lot of money who can send their kids to private school. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I get why he's doing that and I applaud him, but I kind of feel like, yeah, we should be able to get paid enough yeah. so that we can do what we want with I our kids and really give them like opportunities. I don't know if it's just because it speaks to me uh, mm-hmm. or us, but there's tons of stats in here. So I'm just going to share one more. Um, so Texas State Teachers Association, so they found out two years ago, 49% of their respondents, nearly a 1,000 people responded, worked in the summer. Mm. And during the school year, 31% held a second job. Mm. That's, I mean. If during the school year? During the school year. And that's hard. And even at, right. like, as I'm, I don't have a second job during the year, but I'm always looking to do extra work within the school system. So, I mean, like, you, yeah. you, I may not have that second job, but there, I wonder what the statistics would be of teachers who are doing supplemental work to supplement their income. Yeah. You know, within their, their districts. So yeah, that, that's, a, that's true a, too, is yeah. just the second, like coaching jobs. Coaching, tutoring, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, picking up an extra period. Yeah. I mean, classes. we do it all the time. And it's because <clears throat> we're, it's like this hustle, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's the struggle's real. The struggle. <laughs> the struggle's real. The struggle. Well, the good real. news is summer is on its way out, and we can get back to that uh, regularly scheduled paycheck. Well, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. You you haven't stopped working. Yeah. If you're like if you're a teacher, you have that schedule. But then, like once you get into admin and things, you're yeah. working. You it's, work during the summer anyway, which is what West does. Yeah, it's interesting. This uh, new school district that I'm in. Um, I did notice they really shut down their schools. And yeah. so like the elementary schools, the principals, they they left uh, for the summer. But district admin, we we worked the whole time. Right. Um, all right. So we're on to our lightning round. So we're going to uh, throw several topics in quick succession at you and just see your your uh, your reaction. OK, you ready for this? So Venezuelan president survives apparent drone assassination attempt that's messed up from his own countrymen uh i think he blamed colombia yeah he said he blamed far-right elements and colombia's outgoing president oh well that's i'm glad he survived i don't know the politics i just know venezuela is like infamous to me for being having really really kind of uh contentious yeah, charged political climate. Yeah, super, super charged. And I'm like, oh, is this the... Anyway, that's a bad one for yeah. me because I don't know if he deserved it. No, I'm just kidding. No one deserves a drone attack. <laughs> People, I'm kidding. Yeah, so you see the picture here. There's a parade mm-hmm. and then they flew drones in with explosives. And that, tried... just that that ability to, to use yeah. drones on your own countrymen, if that's the case, that is very... Um, that's something that is... Um, you don't want. I, I mean, I don't have any like pro, uh, any profound you words for that. But you, no, you just I, don't want that. I, you don't want that to happen, and you it makes it. You know, being a politician is not is no joke. You're a target. You're a target, and especially so. There's so many of these countries where people are just running for office and they get assassinated. Mm. And I, I mm-hmm. I'm just like so. In some ways, you know, I'm like okay, the United States. We get, I mean, it's horrible to run for political office because people pick you apart, 
like uh, your business, yeah. your background. But at least they're um, not picking you but off. But they're not picking you off, right? They're not killing you. And we never, I mean, of course, that's what we're trying to uh, avoid in this country is any type of life where politicians are afraid to even run for office yeah. and you have this dictatorship. So, yeah, that's that's scary and, and um, right. hopefully not a sign of the times. Right. Lightning round Elsewhere. article number two, 11 children rescued from filthy compound oh. with little food or water. Where is this? This is New Mexico. Oh, and how long uh, were they there? 11 children, ages one. And who did it? To 15. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eight members of the Taos County Sheriff's Office converged on a residence in Amalia. Described as uh, a, described by authorities as a makeshift compound, surrounded by tires and earthen berm with no electricity or running water. Where did they get these children? And how long were they? You know, I mean, yeah. So how are you says, able to get away with abducting children yeah. and keeping them? And then your stuff is like out there. It's not like hit. It doesn't look hidden. So the sheriff's office. Ended up there because they had a um, search warrant for a missing three-year-old boy allegedly kidnapped mm. by his father. Um, and then instead, they found five adults and 11 children uh, living in squalor, little food, no clean water. Was the three-year-old, uh, Was the, were the stories related? They thought. Um, actually, the it says here, I'm doing the um, the reading now. So the three-year-old was allegedly kidnapped by his father, 39-year-old Suraj Wahaj. And Suraj Wahaj was um, on the property, initially refused to follow verbal commands from the sheriffs, remained holed up inside a small rickety trailer, heavily armed with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. And so they had to physically take him down, place him in custody, and then f- they found and freed the rest of the children. So this Siraj guy is like the perpetrator? He's the. He's it the... seems so, but it doesn't seem like they found the three-year-old, but they found 11 other kids. Oh, my God. They were told um, uh, they were taken into protective custody, handed over to New York, uh, New York, New Mexico Children, Youth, and Families Department. Um yeah, so what a you, terrible situation. Yeah, and what do you want those children for? I mean, this kidnapping and taking care and abducting children for your purpose, whatever that purpose is, it's just know. like the worst type of mental, you know, derangement I think I could think of. Wow, and, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just reminds you of um, all. I don't know what it reminds me of. You could cut that. <laughs> Let's go. Next uh, story. Uh, have you heard of Movie Pass? No, I mean, something? yeah, I have. My what? my buddy Pablo has movie passes. Oh like, yeah, you go to Costco and you get the movie passes. You like pay a hundred bucks or something, no. and then you could go to the movies no. for, throughout the year. It's similar. It's a separate service that started up like a year or so ago, and it's a subscription. So you buy this pass, but then you can go to unlimited movies at your local theater. Isn't that what I just said? No, you're talking about buying individual tickets in a packet at Costco. No, I wasn't. Oh, you're not? I was talking about getting a pass, and that pass allows you to go to the movies. Yes, you are correct. Well, (laughs) with all that, (laughs) um, the company is hanging by a a thread. So this article is titled, Brief History of Movie Passes Spectacular Rise and Fall. And it says um, it announced earlier this week it's increasing rates from ten to fifteen dollars a month. Oh. It's going to limit tickets to for blockbuster films, and also limit available showtimes for Are all movies. Are they losing money? 
money? It says they're running so low on cash last week that MoviePass actually stopped working. Oh. So they were trying to do a good thing and they didn't have the right business model yeah, or something. Yeah, so they took a um an emergency loan out to restore service. Oh. Um so it seems like it's gonna gonna go away. Oh well. Actually it, it was, was it, I read here it was founded in 2011. So it's been mm-hmm. um it's been around but what happened I think it was like $50 a month, mm-hmm. right? So that means you have to go at least two movies a month to right. make it worth yeah. it. But about a year ago, they slashed their price to $10 a month. Uh, what? Why yeah. would they do that? They were trying to be too generous? Trying to get um, subscribers. Oh. oh, so it was probably having trouble earlier on. Yeah. Oh, well, that's too bad. It was a good good way to go. I know some friends yeah. that have done especially teachers. I don't even <laughs> really go to movies that much, but I think I would go to more if I had a $10 pass a month. Mm-hmm. But I did not take advantage of that. And so. now it's too late. Okay. A um, couple last articles. 118 goats get out in a Boise neighborhood. Um, and they they just charged through the neighborhood and <laughs> ate everything in sight. Um, you can see the pictures here. Um, it was kind of... <laughs> I mean, they're all over these. There's so many goats, and they're just like all in on somebody's front lawn, like suburban uh, front lawn in like Boise, it's Idaho. The, like it's a field, a field of daisies. That's so funny, and they're just they're eating and having a good time, like nothing. <laughs> you know, that's the way I want to live. It's just you roaming just free, just roaming eating, free, no not worried about a thing. <laughs> yeah. So I I think. Um, they were rounded up and uh, they got out of some, where is it here? It was a uh, Ada County Highway District retention pond. And they got tired of that location and broke out through sl- several slats of wood. Break in out, get your freedom. <laughs> Break out, get your That's freedom. That's right. Shoot, I wonder who led that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and everybody's like, huh? There <laughs> <laughs> was probably a leader. Yeah, I'm sure there was a leader. All right, so... Next headline, after fundraiser goes viral, Georgetown awards gay valedictorian full scholarship. Ooh. So what happened here is uh, Seth Owen, 18, wanted to go to Georgetown, and uh, he came out, um, and his family cut him off and drove him out of uh, the family home, and they said, we're not going to contribute to your college. So he he was faced with no college. Mm. Uh, his teacher, um, Jane Martin, set up a GoFundMe page. Mm. His goal is twenty thousand dollars. The story went viral. He raised one hundred thirty thousand. Wow! Um, and then Georgetown called and said, "We want to give you a full uh, scholarship." Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So I think, like uh, you know, be true to yourself because it worked out for him. And yeah. then his parents are, and then what does his parents gain by losing their son? And and now you yeah, just look I like an know. idiot not supporting your your flesh and blood, yeah, because of something that he obviously doesn't, you know, is all right. It's part of his identity. Our last article is uh, relating to the car fire, and we promised we would come back with a positive story. Um, Forty employees at this California hospital lost their homes in the car fire. They showed up to work anyway. And what kind of employees? Oh, hospital. Oh, hospital oh employees. Thank, thank God for these people. Yeah. We need people to be, to you know, because they know, they know if we don't go, it things aren't going to run and there's people that need us. Yeah. And if, they let go of their own needs and they, they, and they stepped out outside of that. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible. Um, they talk about Michelle Woods, um, who um, lost her home in the fire and went in for her nursing shifts. 
Um, and so the 40 physicians and employees at Dignity Health North State have continued to show up to work, sleep on floors, and tend to about 145 patients. Some are very sick. And um, so they're just commenting that it's, it's just sort of mind-numbing to be faced with losing your home yeah. and to be homeless. Um, and but, then still come in and help someone else. Yeah, but that's, that's what they have um, committed to do. And that that's that's beautiful. And it's probably like I feel like that it's probably helpful even. I don't know if they knew that when they went in, but to be able to help someone else in the face of your own tragedy is probably kind of yes. sustaining you at the same time, you know. Yeah. So, so glad for them. Well, that is um, the beauty of the human spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it for uh, I read my wife the news. Um, Darlene. Thanks for being a good sport and just going along with the flow, whatever I <laughs> decide to read and read to you. Yeah, that's fun. We, that's we fun. got we got we got uh, <laughs> some news articles or some titles that get me get my goat. Get your goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that really helps us out. You can also listen to us on Anchor, Google Play, and Stitcher. And follow us on social media, BWT, but we're together on Instagram. And Wes Creasel and Darlene Creasel on Twitter. 